Welcome back to the It Came From Disney Plus podcast. And today we have a very special episode because for the first time ever, I have another podcast within a podcast. It's the Channel KRT crew. Crossover. What is this? A crossover event? <laughs> Don't say podcastception. Don't say, oh, God damn it. Now Leo's in the room trying to date me. Nah. <laughs> I mean, this is just like the old Disney Channel crossovers where they would have crossovers with shows that don't make any sense crossing over. Well, I'm Randy, so you got to remember, you're a little too old for them, so. Oh, you're right. That's right. I graduated in 2013. <laughs> he's going to he's going to stop acknowledging Titanic now. It turned 25. Leo, oh, no. personal message for Leonardo DiCaprio. The 90s are over. You are no longer a teen heartthrob. Please date women your own age. Uh, if Leonardo DiCaprio happens to hear this podcast. You never know. I still love you and ca- Catch Me If You Can. Don't sue me, please. <laughs> I love Titanic. Shoot, I love Catch Me If You Can. You were pretty damn good in, in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. But that is, you are not that anymore. <laughs> anyway, we should probably introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm Tyler Green. You remember me from the Mars Meets Mom episode. I'm Kate Quinn. And boy, do I hate the future. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Randy Martin, and I'm surprised that humanity has actually stayed alive into the 22nd century. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, all we need is a bit of power of love, and we'll be okay. Huzzah. 22nd century, Diffy yeah, me... Man. Da, 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 da. What I'm going to do, my plan is to walk up to Vladimir Putin and be like, dude, just stop. And you, know, you know, if we had Phil of the future, he could go back and kidnap another caveman and disrupt the space-time continuum. Is So is the pandemic over in 2121, or are they no, just it, ignoring it all together? They're just ignoring it. The smart house blew up. Because every hundred years, we're just going to have another one and another one and another one. Yay. You see, what happened is the, the scientist duck put all the anti-vaxxers inside the house tomorrow in, in Disneyland and then blew it up. But it accidentally caused Disneyland Yay. to get sucked into a wormhole. So Disneyland doesn't no, exist. See, the thing is... COVID is still very much a thing in 2121. It keeps making new variants. In fact, before they could time travel, they had to get vaccinated for the alpha, beta, delta, placenta, zeta, smegma, alfalfa variant. (laughs) (laughs) So remember when this had something to do with Phil of the Future? Yeah, remember when we didn't go off on... Well, I mean, this podcast is going off on tangents. So Phil of the Future is a Disney Channel show that I've wanted to cover for probably since the first season of the show. And I've just never really gotten around to it. Um, This show actually, I think is one of the better rated, like quote unquote, recent Disney sitcoms. Absolutely. Oh, agree. I watched this shit. I fully remember um, being, so this came out around the time that I finally, you know, discovered the light that was uh, TV shows that aren't cartoons for once in my goddamn life. And so, so you're the opposite I... of me. <laughs> well, I was you up until I want to say like 2003. True. So, oh, so you became you split from Kit's body and became your own person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We kind of mitosisted did there. Um, so that's so Raven is actually what you know kind of made me have that Danny DeVito. Oh my god, I get it. Moment. Ah! Yes. Very valid. As you should. Correct. That's, 
so you know i started even watch so then i started watching you know the amanda show and shit like that so i don't think that's on disney plus by the way no no, no. that was nickelodeon oh no yeah. that I was nickelodeon. On, is it on paramount plus i don't yeah, know i think it is oh good you know that it, it, f- all the way i think he should be uh publicly executed for his crimes against humanity but the amanda show as should fucking- as should the icarly slash victoria slash salmon cat writers yeah, yeah. amanda but, Bynes uh, herself is awesome so yes they should like, imagine writing for a show whose target demographic you solely hate yep <sighs> but i will show. say not, the amanda to, not show... to go full mr enter but those yeah. fuckers just oh yeah fuck them fuck straight to hell but you the amanda, mean you mean the, the entire corporation of warner brothers <laughs> <laughs> but the amanda show was fucking funny most of the time it was yes. yes yeah the amanda show so like that's so raven is what made me see the light the amanda show is what officially got me hooked so cut to 2004 when Phil the Future is coming out and I see all the commercials for it and I'm hyped as fuck. This is a core memory for me. I was at um, a barbecue pool party at a friend of my dad's house where a bunch of people were and they actually fucking let me go in the house and watch and, ju- and just sit in the living room by myself to watch it. <laughs> no, Brandy, so, no fucking way. That is I, exactly how I f- first watched the show. Really? Crap. We had we had a barbecue at my aunt's house. Uh, everybody else was doing their thing, but my neurodivergent ass just went in the basement and watched Phil of the Future. And yeah, that was a good choice. Hell I yeah. Went, it was one I of was the a best whopping days. one years old. I was one year old when Phil of the Future premiered. Oh like, wow. Damn. <laughs> I can see why it's a core memory for me because like going back on it, it was one of the best days of my fucking life, you know, pool party barbecue you know burgers hot dogs chips and shit and then go inside and see a premiere of a show you've been hyped for i guess it was a good day to be randy martin (laughs) i guess my feel of the future was phineas and ferb i guess because like it 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 was a very similar i I would watch it it like crazy yeah for me i was i unfortunately did not see the show when it first aired because like i said i won't go into too much detail about it but i was not a disney channel kid for the live action stuff only for the animated stuff and most of the live action stuff i just couldn't get into outside of that so raven and sweet life but occasionally i catch an episode of the show on tv and yeah it's pretty solid for what it's worth it has a very similar vibe to ned's declassified which i felt really made it more unique compared to a lot of Disney Channel shows. I love yeah, how Curtis is a reoccur- like I forget Curtis is a reoccurring character in this show. Yes, hey, played uh, by JP Minot, by the way. Qu- question yes. about uh Curtis, you know. So yeah, he's their pet caveman. It's a funny shtick, but since cavemen are people, um, is this legal? Does that like not break the 13th Amendment in some way or form? No, it 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 totally doesn't break. It- the the uh the amendment no this is a disney channel show they probably yeah, you're right. some... they can get away with uh, unconstitutional behaviors they probably use some sort of justification that well technically he's not actually a human so it's okay it's like well that's true but at the same time but at the same time in season two he actually starts becoming a full-fledged character who actually speaks full mm. sentences and shit Oh, wow. uh, by the way, so, we have ten, by the way, we have ten minutes left. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, can I just get into my history and then we can yeah. move on? 
Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. So, so getting into my history with the show. So I was actually the one who suggested this episode because Phil yes. of the Wait. Future had a fucking hold on me as a kid, I gotta say. By the this way, this is probably episode... my favorite live action Disney Channel show, quite frankly. Like I said, uh, I remember all the commercials that used to air that were like oh, basically really? prequel commercials that told the story of, you know, the Diffies being stuck in 2003, 2004. And I was like, hey, this show looks pretty good. And like I said, I also checked out the premiere, with, which if I remember correctly, was the first four episodes of the show. And right then and there, I was just fucking hooked. I watched every episode of the show every single fucking time it was on i had the uh i had the dvd that came out which with, with uh i had the dvd of the show that came out in 2005 which had an episode that yet to air on the disney channel which was the one where orlando brown guest stars and yeah i i think this was and this of course was my first show you know in the age where i was starting to discover the internet so I would readily like Google anything and everything about this show. And there was like a fan site that would, uh, there was like a fan site that would like go over like, you know, character details and stuff like that when the next episode was coming out. And it sounds yeah, awesome. I just, I just nice. fucking love this show. Uh, By the way, this episode has been in like the work since last year. And like, I think since the, uh, since the Mars Needs Moms episode, right? Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. But I will say I I did do a rewatch of the show quite recently. Right around the time right around the time we were we did the Mars Needs Noam episode in fact. Yeah. That's the kind of where I got the idea. But I can yeah, I did a rewatch of the show because at that point it it was like at least more than 15 years since I watched the show and <laughs> it's amazing how much of it I retained in my DNA. Like specific I, plot I points, specific jokes specific uh mannerisms of the characters and shit and just yeah i i love this show also worth mentioning the episode we're talking about in the episode in question that we're talking about here let me pull up google real quick is you say tomato right yeah oh boy i okay yeah so i'll I'll start that over just a second um blah, blah, blah. so So the episode in question that we're talking about is season one, episode 13. You say tomato. Get it? <laughs> no, I'm and scared. God damn it, Dan. <laughs> What's? Oh, oh no. no, Dan Schneider had nothing to do with this show. Are you sure? Hopefully. Are you positive? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe so, it's... Oh, sorry, but yeah, as I was saying, so what's interesting about this, this is season 13, this is the this is supposed to be the episode where Keeley finds out Phil is from the future, but in the first few episodes of the show, Keeley already knows that he's from the future. So this, they aired they specifically aired these episodes out of order, and you can tell because the episode before this is the episode where they first go to school and meet Keeley and the friends and everybody. So that doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? I don't I know. Know. So I see this show suffers from uh, some enchanted evening syndrome. So yeah, I guess- like I'm oh, sorry. You can always you can always tell a show's off to a great start when they air the when they air crucial episodes out of order. Yeah, yeah. I, honestly, based 
honestly the synopsis of this episode reminds me so much of like when steven universe would have episodes like steven goes to get an ice cream and then has a whole existential ex existential crisis during it it's like it's one of those episodes that seems so sweet and lighthearted on the surface and then breaks you emotionally or introduces a crazy plot point i don't think you feel that the future is going to break you emotionally but maybe <laughs> You'd be Phil surprised. You, Phil I mean, well, well, okay. no, because that the way that show ended on a fucking cliffhanger. What? That is emotional devastation right there. God I am still it. recovering from that fucking shit. Bill of the Steven Universe future. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, back to the, back from to the, the Phil future. of the future. Honestly, I will say this. this every little bit I remember of this show it's infinitely better than Mars Needs Moms. I didn't watch that Absolutely. movie, but good yes. God, that movie looked terrible. Of better than Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like food poisoning. I mean, another motion capture movie is way better than Mars Needs Moms. Monster House. Everyone forgot about Monster House. Uh, see, it getting is... in a car accident, that's that better than Mars Needs Moms. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> oh. uh, let's see. Uh, getting a limb torn off, that's also better than Mars Needs Moms. Okay, yeah, no, that's ingrown toenail removed without anesthetic. <laughs> oh, that's way above Mars Needs Moms. That that's above Cars too. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I just love Phil of the Future. For what it's worth, I think the show has aged pretty well in some Hell aspects. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah it's and not also really uh, problematic by any means, but it still has a lot of good jokes, and I love the cast too. Like I definitely Raviv Oman is a great you know you know Raviv Ullman is such a great lead and everything I love uh I love you know the the chemistry between him and Keely Ali Michalka I think her name is she was definitely one of my first crushes without a doubt oh, yeah. also oh, oh yeah fun. Randy that reminds me I had such a, a huge crush on Pim watching this show yes <laughs> yeah like, for me I was like I had a huge crush on Ali but I wanted to be Pim Oh, yeah. Well, you basically are Pim in a way because she, I mean, there's no way that Pim didn't grow up to be a fucking anarchist. Let's be real. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And her fucking, and her, and her actress, Amy Bruckner, is a leftist. I follow her on uh, Instagram. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. thank God none of the actors in this are problematic to our knowledge. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, thank God. Also, that's why, that's why I'm never going to cover Shake It Up is because of certain yeah. actors in that show. I'm not covering yeah. anything with that woman in it. Valid. <laughs> and also, I also I love J.P. Minot in both this and The Emperor's New School, so it'll be great to see more of him in this. Oh, God. Yeah. I think he's in this episode. I forget. He is. I think, I think so. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we will be back with our thoughts on Phil of the Future. You say tomato. Da, 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 da. I went to the year 2121. Okay, so we just finished the episode, and I, I, I'm very confused why, like, I, I understand why people like the show, but what's with the Goofy's cartoon sound effect? <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly why that is. Uh, the show was created by the same team who made uh, Even Stevens, so a lot of that, a lot of the wacky hijinks style of that show kind of carried over into this, and you can tell. Thank God this show doesn't star an abuser, at least. Yeah. yeah. Everyone noticed, in this show seems pretty cool. I noticed watching the second cool. season of the show 
they toned down like the cartoon sound effects and just the overall even Steven's rip-offness a lot. Honestly, I'll take the sound effects over a laugh track any day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was surprised there wasn't a laugh track and they they're fading to commercials where they're like, Phil, oh, you're God, so that, that silly. Reminds, did anybody notice that one of the kids Pim accosts earlier looks like Dominic Janes from Reanimated? Oh God, oh, he kind of I actually thought he looked like Kurt Cobain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, this was, this was fun. This when are we gonna, weird, when are we gonna get the tomato way. stomping attraction in Frontierland? Oh man, is that yeah. sanitary? By the way, <laughs> no, it's no, not. it's not. They literally let they literally let a fucking d- detached toe float around in the tub. Nothing. I'm, I'm less who worried knows about what else has been floating around surpri- in there. Surprisingly oh, enough, also, surpri- surprisingly enough, I'm a lot less worried about the detached fake toe, and I'm a lot more worried about the band aid. Yeah. Oh God! God yeah. Why? Like I know they drain it, but it's still nasty, bro. <laughs> and just honestly, nothing about stomping tomatoes seems fun to me, especially in bare feet. But maybe that's just because I have extreme sensory issues. A tomato fight, on the other hand, sounds like it's a blast. One Hell thing, yeah. one thing I noticed about that, you can tell it was a one take, one try thing because you can tell the actors are having fun. Yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah, everybody on this show does a really great job with their roles, and they really play up with the show's tone, especially. Hmm, excuse me. And then, speaking of actors, I wanted to quickly bring up that the guy who plays Mr. Fleet, aka the guy who leads the Tomato Farm, is played by Patrick Thomas O'Brien, who's not only in Catch Me When Sorry, Catch Me If You Can, he's also in UHF as satan weird weird (laughs) okay no i was literally about to say that the theme song sounds like something weird al would write oh Oh my my god God, yes Yes. tomato stomping day (laughs) the sequel to groundhog stomping day (laughs) well weasel stomping day yeah yeah yeah. i mean it kind of makes sense that he played satan because he kind of treats phil like shit in this yeah Yeah. don't Phil shouldn't be throwing tomatoes around, but they they're not going to treat it like it's the worst fucking thing you can do. Okay, what I'm do? so confused. Is oh, the sorry. guy is the guy who is sitting in the office a teacher or the principal? Principal. Uh, yes. Then why but is I he teaching the both. class at the end? I'm so confused. <laughs> maybe he maybe he had to fill in for the teacher. I don't know. Uh, Did anybody's principal fill in for a teacher? No. Nope. No. I love that th- I love that they're one hundred percent accurate about how even principals barely get paid because he's yeah. he straight up says, "Yeah, I'd need like a payment plan to pay for this wig styling, but come on, I can afford it." It's like Seymour. Uh, like Phil, the future is too woke for me. Eh. Oh, I just one more thing about the whole toe thing. Um, one part that interested me is that they um established that um. In about 75 years from 2004, uh, humans will lose their pinky toe, which, like, that's a a fast evolution. My grandpa is older than 75 years. It's like that joke that Tony made in the Simpsons episode about how because of the gen- because of the power plant, all the people in the Simpsons have four fingers because of that. It's like, oh, I get it. So, um, there's a nuclear revolution. Phil lives in the uh, post-nuclear war society where we all have like weird arbitrary mutations. 
Yeah, you have like you have like a third eye. You have a third eye and a fourth arm. I mean, third arm. Uh, we have we have three arms, right? Well, it looks like we got off pretty easy. If all that happened to us was we lost a pinky toe, and apparently, according to his parents, you know, they're saying like, "Well, how the hell did we ever get around with a pinky toe?" You know, having to walk around with that thing. Apparently, we're better off without it. Yeah, like people people without pinky toes exist, and even yeah. still, it's like why didn't why yeah, did there's Phil- a scene. There's literally a scene where Phil's parents straight up mock people for having pinky toes. <laughs> like, okay. I don't know if that's supposed to be ableist or not. Okay, why didn't Phil just say he has a genetic disorder? Exactly. But like, he didn't have so to easy. tell. He didn't have to tell her he was from the future. Well, no, <laughs> not even that. He could have just said that he can't go into the tub due to the fact that he has allergy issues, which he did at the beginning, but he didn't like follow through with it yeah and she and then they also have a scene where he tries to pretend like he's allergic to ketchup but but then she's like you're about to eat something with ketchup and then he just throws it at the Kurt Cobain looking guy (laughs) I thought that kid was about to turn around and say you better make like a tree and leaf I I thought (laughs) he was gonna get beat up but he just looks like but but instead he just looks at him like his feelings are kind of hurt. Is, yeah. is it, if this were if this were a Disney Channel show in tw- in say 2011, Phil would have absolutely been beaten up off on screen. Ugh, bullying would have treated then, as funny. And then at the end of the episode, they would have had the cast be like, "Bullying is not okay," even though we make it look like okay on the show. Ugh. Bullying <laughs> is bad, except when the except except when this happens, and when this happens. There's conditions, you see. I will say this. This episode was not nearly as creepily fetishy as I feared it would be. It was just weird, but like in a weird kid show way. It's not Dan Schneider. On the plus side, the feet were like, you know, completely dunked and obscured from the camera in tomato for the most part. Except for the shot where the mom had the the scene with Phil. There's again, there's the scene with Phil's parents, but for the most part, they're just wearing socks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I love sock fetish? Okay. Sure, so not? I I want to bring this up before I forget about it. At the end of the sh- at the end of the episode, there's a shot where they're on like this flying jet ski thing and Sky the moon idea. and the moon looks so fake. Yeah, it was a little green screeny, but it wasn't too bad. No, to be but what I really liked about this show is that the gadgets were surprisingly really inventive. I yeah. love Oh, sorry. One of my favorite tropes when it comes to like, you know, media and like how the future is going to be is how like they don't apply any science to anything that's going on. It's just pure magic. Like, yeah, family member, we're actually talking about Back to the Future Part Two the other day and about how, you know, wouldn't it be so cool if we had like the pizza hydrators that they have? You know, you order a pizza, you get this hoverboards. I want hoverboards. That pizza would be so nasty, though. Yeah, we were just yeah. talking about that. And I was like, wouldn't it be so cool if like you just had a little pizza disc and then you put it in this thing and it's instantly like a pizza. And then they were like, no, actually that pizza would be spongy and like wet. And I mean, it's already horrible. Pizza Hut. It's already Pizza Hut in the movie. That's already bad. And, <laughs> and that kind of got me thinking like, you know, you know, come to think of it, a lot of future gadgets in media about the future is just straight up magic. And that's what I yeah. feel of the future takes that to an entirely separate plane of existence. Absolutely. Did anyone fucking, like, I'm sorry. They, they have this fucking like, it, it looks like a fucking Bakugan toy. Yeah. And they just 
throw it and it turns into this thing that looks like a 1950s Disneyland ride. <laughs> I want it as a Disneyland ride in Tomorrowland. But did anyone else notice when the dad was yelling at Phil right before that scene that the sound mixing was really bad? Like you could tell it was yeah, a sound stage. Kind of, yeah. Eh, 2000s Disney Channel. Yeah. What are you going to do? Was, it was kind of charmingly cheap in my yeah, opinion. I will say, you know how like there's those pieces of media that are like so charmingly dated that you're like this could not be made in like you know any like decade or whatever this had to be made specifically in that year like how Captain like Back EO to the Future Yeah like yes. how Captain EO is like just you cannot picture it being made in any year other than 1986 I cannot oh picture this show being made in any year but 2004 Speaking I'm of sure. Captain EO yeah. Speaking of Captain EO, I did an episode on Captain EO. Go listen to that episode. Yay. Nice. But yeah, this show didn't have the biggest budget. I think it worked in its favor. Yeah. Agreed. Like, for example, I remember there was one episode where he shrinks down and uh, you get a, a, a shot of someone holding him while he's shrunken down. And <laughs> th- what it looks like is someone just fucking glued like a early 2000s haircut on a Lego minifig. Oh God! Yes. Oh, oh. I I also always love when the future kind of just has current concept, but futuristic. Kind of like yeah. how Futurama has like still paper routes in the future, but they go throughout space, and how a lot of the stuff in Back to the Future Part Two is just current concept, but it's futuristic. I prefer that over our actual future. Yeah. <laughs> so we should talk about the general conceit of this episode. Which is that Phil is scared to go on a field trip because, of course, he was born with only four toes and he has to go barefoot with Keely in the tomato tub. That sounds sounds a little sus. When she's describing it, she's saying like, oh, it's all squishy and messy and barefoot. And Phil has this reaction. Like the way I'm looking at it is like, yeah, he has the same reaction to this as anybody else would in this year. Like that's yes. nasty. Why would anybody want to do that? <laughs> I I think it, it it incorporates another one of my favorite media tropes, small town, that like their official line of business and like the thing they're known for is some arbitrary thing. Like the fucking Tim oh shit, what was it? The one with the uh little plant boy. Oh Timothy. Oh, uh, Timothy, Timothy Green. Green. Timothy Green. Yeah. It's like the fucking town is known for like fucking pencils. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> They're gonna turn Timothy Green into pencils. Ah! Also, that girl... movie would have been a lot funnier if they did that. Also, the <laughs> mom. Also, the mom mentions at one point that Lawrence, Kansas, is the capital center of the world. So it's like, well, this show certainly loves its small towns. All right. <laughs> and I feel. So... Oh, sorry. Good. I feel like Kansas is the only habitable place in 2075. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I've heard it's actually going to be Michigan in the future that'll survive so, climate change. I don't want to go to Michigan. <laughs> what I if mean, it's got a pretty lake? What climate, if uh, what climate, if the girl was like, "What happens to Florida in the future?" Phil goes, "It doesn't exist." What's oh. no, what if she if she asks what happens to Florida? He just says, "What's Florida?" What's it's like Florida? A, so I keep forgetting that Kay Panabaker was on this show. Yeah, oh, hang on. Is that who? Yeah, no, she's, uh, uh, she's Pim's she was, uh, enemy, Debbie. Yes, let me tell you about the rabbit hole I found. So, yeah, right. I noticed. Oh, boy. 
I noticed she looked really familiar. And I was like, was she on other Disney Channel stuff? Read it and weep. Yeah, she was on that. But I'm like, I swear I recognize her from like something like, you know, notable that I watched in my life. And I couldn't remember if, I think I know why I actually associated it with another Disney Channel thing. Because when I found her and I looked up her IMDb, she was in a movie with Emily Osment known as Cyberbully. Oh, God, that <laughs> fucking movie. That's I where I recognize her. I can't get the cap off. <laughs> that fucking movie. Oh, my God. Please, please explain to me what that movie. I haven't heard of that movie. I need oh, context. My God. It's a I terrible gotta... movie about cyberbullying. So, yes. Yeah, cyber oh, Cyberbully is just this awful um, I think it's a freeform movie that's like anti-cyberbullying where they make up this social media and Emily Osmond is on there and she tries to like, you know, uh, down a bottle of pills that she can't take the cap off of because people kept calling her a slut on this fake social media what website. What the heck? And this <laughs> is a so family movie? Handled. This is our family movie? family. What? what? Yep. <laughs> How'd they get away with that? Because <laughs> uh, it was uh, supposed to be "quote unquote" educational, Randy. Oh, sure. I, Randy, I'm so uh, sorry to interrupt, Randy. Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me, Randy. I was so sorry for this, but when you were saying what you knew her from and Disney Channel, I was like, was she in one of those 9/11 Disney Channel videos? Oh, oh no, well, two th- and a tear. Well, uh, <laughs> 2004 is only three years after that, so uh, there's 50/50 chance. <laughs> Oh, okay, God. I've I've heard of the Disney Channel 9-11 stuff, but I have not seen it. Oh shit, what was her name? What was her name? Uh who was Panatier? No, 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 no. I'm thinking of the Lizzie McGuire girl. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, uh, no, uh the friend. The friend Lelaine. I'm sorry, but thanks to the fuck defunct land, all I can think of when I hear the Disney Channel 9-11 PSAs is Lelaine just saying one of the positive sides of September 11th, and then just stopping it from there. Oh, boy. What? You can't just say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, imagine if she, like, went on, like, imagine if that took, I, I know she was going to say, like, you know, oh, it brought us all together and all this, you know, little random acts of kindness stuff. But how funny would it be if she just went, one of the positives of um, September 11th was that America finally answered for its crimes against the Palestinian people. Um, like, you know, Death to America. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Disney so, Channel. Yeah. But yeah, let's get back on track. Sorry. Yeah, but yeah, but back on track. We were talking about the cast of the show. It really is a good ensemble cast. Yeah, Phyllis. This show is actually chemistry. really funny. This yeah. show is a there's a part where Phil uh uh what's her name goes, I have dreams where I, I live with Mr. Potato Head. And yeah, he just sometimes goes, I dream I'm married no, to Keely Mr. Potato said that. Head. Yeah. This this line didn't cost this line didn't cost Hasbro. We're not paying. We're uh sometimes I dream I'm married to Mr. Potato Head. This line isn't this line doesn't cost thousands in royalties to Hasbro. I mean they have Mr. Potato Head in Toy Story, so yeah, I wonder if they yeah. were able to use it under that. But no, logic, my but, my yeah. I thought she said Mrs. Potato Head, so I started screaming in the group chat that we have that she's a lesbian and I was so happy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh, so close. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, She's by that, prin- that, she that prince. I'm not gonna lie. That principal is giving some pretty fruity vibes. 
Oh, oh yeah. When he was oh, talking cool. about how he's into big Norwegian woman, I was like, well, at least, well, he's definitely either gay or bi. So I'm like, anyway, yeah. he's, he's got that, good taste. That's the line when I was like, okay, how'd they get away with that? Because after that, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, Gustavo, you, you dog. And I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> the way he said that, I'm just saying, you know, he's in the closet, but the door is wide open. Yeah. Also, Pam and Debbie, there is not anything even remotely heterosexual going on between not them. Yeah. Enemies yeah. to lovers. Yes. Internalized homophobia. <laughs> yeah, so there's this whole there's this whole subplot where they think uh JP Minot's character is dying. So they do a fundraiser for him. Normally but it turns I... out he's just getting a toupee. And when they find yeah. this out, they take the money from him. Why? Yes. Let the man be happy and have hair for God. But Tyler yeah. Pim needs but Tyler Pim needs a plasma TV. Which yeah. costs apparently $135 and normally she's come on she's getting it. Well I mean she has a time machine doesn't she? All she has to do is go like 15 years into the future and find it on Facebook marketplace. Exactly. <laughs> normally I hate those oh character hears something then walks away and it turns out they're saying something else plots but because this one was played for comedy, I didn't mind it. Yeah, yeah. Pim is basically doing these fucking shady, G-rated drug deals within the school. Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. Hey, I love it, that. It's like that, hey, want to buy a watch thing? You want to buy a watch? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, Amy Bruckner has really great com- comedic time. It's kind of a shame she, she does. gave up acting, I gotta say. I thought yeah. she was Giggles in Spy Kids, but I was wrong. Yeah, no, that was that. Boy, if I had for every time a Disney Channel sitcom had a plot where the younger sibling starts selling illegal marketed goods in their school to raise money, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that, weird it, happened that it happened twice. Apparently, she was in Rebound, and the and the kid who played George, Gus Hoffman, was also in that movie, so there's a oh, weird yeah, connection. <laughs> that movie existed. Oh, wait, and, yeah, she was in uh, American Dragon, too, with Jake Long. Okay. That was one of my love that show. Oh, George George was one of my favorite lines because he's like, I I have to be somewhere and just leaves. And I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. That kid was great. <laughs> Although oh, yeah. I did find out this isn't like a bad thing, of course, because it was 2009, so I don't hold it against him, but he played young Ben Carson in a movie. Huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they're on the pl- sweet life. Well, if you're gonna on play any life. Well, if you're going to play any Republican, I mean, I guess, you know, Ben Carson's not your worst choice. Yeah. You could you could play another Ben. <laughs> oh. Also, for the longest time, I thought that Ravi, Ravi Volman and Al, Ali Machaika were, Machaka, sorry, were in Pitch Pixel Perfect together. I think oh, that yeah, was a that different movie. girl, but. Pixel <sighs> Perfect is such a weird movie. Oh, God. Didn't oh, I have so never is... actually seen it in full? So is building a better boy. Building a better boy is also weird. What was oh, the magic boy. one that um, what's his face and Allie were in? Oh, oh now you see it. Now you <laughs> see it. That's the one I remember being so hyped for that. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, we forgot to shout out the musical spit catcher joke too, which oh, there that was, was no nasty. reason for that at all. Yeah. Like, why are you putting it on the table? Why? He will put food on there. I mean, the school food is already gross, but why are you putting it on there? Yeah. yeah so the that's, probably the most, takes, that's probably Keely the most. That's probably the most. like a flute and, and calls it like a musical spit catcher. Cut to this 30, 
30 second long gag comprised entirely of spit falling out of it. Oh, How much? And Phil was like, that's, that's gotta be most... unhealthy. That, also, that's probably oh, sorry, the most that's probably the most sanitary thing that's ever happened on a school cafeteria table. Probably. True. Also, shout out to the show for joining That's So Raven in the one of the very few Disney Channel shows with an actually good dad. Because that's oh, really yeah. how the dad wanted to help fill out and make a toe for him. Yeah, the dad's one of the best characters in the show and he doesn't really like get to any get anything to do about with in this. Look, yeah. I'm just saying a green flag for a sitcom is goofy parents. Huzzah. Yeah, yes. shout out. Yeah, shout out to Craig Anton. Good comedic, good comedian, good comedic timing. Uh he was in uh he was on Key and Peel. He was in the Obama sketch. Oh, he nice. was? Yeah, that's him at the beginning. Oh, oh crap. Yeah, he yeah, he also did some uh good bits on Mad TV where he's just doing these unhinged rants with his shirt off about things he hates. You know what I hate? <laughs> Hootie. The other blowfish are fine, but Hootie specifically. Swim away, little blowfish. Swim away. It's also, so good. I'll, I'll link it to you guys. Also that at the end. Awesome. Yes. Also at the end when the principal, I'm sorry, when, excuse me, when he's, when the guy leaves him without his wig finished, I thought for a second he said, I was waiting for the llamas. And I was like, was that a Cusco reference? The llamas. <laughs> I think it was a reference to something else, but yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> I waiting for the llamas. John Goodman shows up. There ain't no llama in here. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ian. No, I, I I forgot what I was gonna say. Me too. <laughs> the uh <laughs> like the house looks familiar. Is it on is it like a commonly used house for sitcoms? Probably. It looked a little like the smart house, I'm not gonna lie. Oh I think no. I think that's what it's from, actually, is Smart House. Oh, okay. I know Get I out know of there, Phil! In another show. I just don't know what. WandaVision? Ooh, I could see that. No, hmm. I'm thinking like some other, you know, mid 2000s show. Uh I don't know. Huh. And also Mr. Fleet is a hypocrite because he jumps into the tomatoes fully shooed. And I'm like, yeah, that's even that's... less sanitary. Duh, you've probably got so much nasty stuff, especially but, with the but kit. But kit, you gotta remember, Phil threw a tomato at him, so that makes him the antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> so uh is, is this FDA approved like any no. of this? No. No. I mean, also, it's probably. Why does the principal need to scream at the individual kids rather than yeah. address everybody in general? Uh, like, that... it's not like they committed a war crime. Exactly. Because, They're... uh, because, uh, mid 2000 sitcoms think angry adults are hilarious, which, like, sometimes they are. Also, at the end, when the mom says, Oh, honey, remember our first Skyak ride? And he was like, I didn't have a Skyak. I, I am so sorry for this. My mind instantly was just like, Oh, she wrote something. All right. Oh, <laughs> so oh, yeah. I just want to say about the Skyak at the beginning of the episode, you know, you see Phil, you know, driving away on it after he made after, you know, an argument with him. But then they give it to him at the end of the episode, like he's never used it before. And they're like, Really, Dad? <laughs> which is it yeah so, yeah fun fact about the mom uh so early on in the show like when they were still like promoting it she was originally supposed to be an android and th it reflected 
in the commercials because she would like take her head off huh. in the commercials. Okay. But what? for some reason they thought children would be afraid of that. So they like, <laughs> did away with any evidence of that in the show at all. And I gotta say that would make for an interesting that would have made made for an interesting dynamic just seeing that play out. Yeah. After the That's So Raven Halloween episode, nothing on Disney Channel scared me. <laughs> oh, God. Also, I just want to throw it out there. Speaking of, uh, what was it called? Now You See It? Yeah. 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 So this show made me remember when I was a kid, despite my crush on Allie, I was such a Phil Keeley shipper. I, I, I guess uh, we would call that Feely. i was like feely all the way i was such a hardcore feely shipper so like now you see it was like a fucking fanfic come to life for me it's it's either feely or kill no in between yeah no it's kill now i like kill 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 phil kill phil the sequel to kill bill well, I mean, if we can let if we can let Allie and AJ swear in potential breakup song now, I don't see why we can't make Kill Phil a thing. <laughs> I might kill my ex. He's from the future. Oh no. Ladies and gentlemen, you know Phil of the Future. Now in the new rated R spin-off, Kill Phil. Everyone is out to kill Phil because he caused a natural disaster in the future and they must prevent it. <laughs> Wacky hijinks and stew. Directed oh by God, Quentin Tarantino. Directed, me. Uh, directed so by Quentin Tarantino. We're going back to the tomato farm. <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. So that, yeah, that reminds me. One time I, I sent a text to Kit when I was in the middle of the Phil of the Future rewatch. Let me let me look it up. Hold on. <laughs> not the tomatoes. Not the tomatoes. <laughs> ah, no. Okay, so here's what I texted the Kit. An episode of Phil of the Future where Pim becomes a, r- a right-wing troll blogger who ends up controlling the town with red hats implemented with some sort of gadget. The episode yep. name? Fuck your fillings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. We need a reboot. P-H- P-H-U-C-K, like Phil. So. Hudson. <laughs> oh, Let's man. She would. I gotta wonder if excuse me i'm yeah excuse me i gotta wonder how politics are in the are in 2075 for the phil for phil's family uh, i, I feel like i feel like they realize the republican party is absolute and ban them thank god uh, yeah, they, they my shut theory that shit down. is that it is because it is a post-nuclear society where we are all a bunch of freaks with four toes now something tells me some sort of huge massive nuclear blowout all over the world happened all the bombs exploded at once and then after the dust settled and humanity finally repopulated while missing a toe we created (laughs) a whole new form of government but like still kept some town names but (laughs) see i'm just assuming they dragged us kicking and screaming to the toe guillotine but yeah (laughs) the toe the toe the toe (laughs) Yes. Also, no Curtis in this episode. Was he introduced before or after? Oh, he was, episode? yeah. Oh, okay. Well, gotcha. no, not in the continuity because, again, this was supposed to be one of the first episodes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I guess yeah. he's introduced, like, after? Huh. Okay. Uh, I hear this shit out of order. Curtis died, but it's okay because we can just, <laughs> like, go back to the period of time before we got him and get a new Curtis. Curtis died. 
so I've kind of burned through all my notes unless yeah, you guys have anything else. I don't have anything else. And we have 10 minutes left. So that was perfect timing. Yeah, sweet. There we go. So do we do a rating system on here or? No, not really. Uh, thank you guys for joining me for this episode. Yeah, no I'm to, glad I got a chance to, to I'm really glad I got a chance to rewatch this too like now yeah. I'm sitting here thinking why have I not like revisited this final oh, verdict yeah it. it is a trip definite keep the tapes I'm I'm kind of sad I didn't watch more of this show growing up because I, given how much I love shows like Ned's Declassified and stuff I feel like I still would have loved this show even in my uh, live action phase so yeah even to even taking my nostalgia goggles off for a second, this is still like in terms of how far Disney sitcoms go, a pretty well crafted show. And again, it has yeah. like a lot of good just comedy chops all around. So yeah, well, definitely keep the tape. Yeah, to um to go off what Tyler said too, I have a I firmly believe that like two thousand two, like two uh, that like two thousand to like two thousand seven was like the disney renaissance for disney channel sitcoms and this show is fucking one of them yeah <laughs> this show absolutely again this show, it is oh, criminal that this show ended on a cliffhanger this show oh. Needs, oh sorry it ended on a cliffhanger i missed that fact yeah it did this it show did because they left curtis behind and they had to go back for him but they didn't follow up on that if Hannah Montana, Sweet Life on Deck, Wizards of Waverly Place, and Good Luck Charlie can all get movies, this show should get one. Like to yes. wrap up everything. And Good how have we not life. had? How have we not had a That's So Raven movie? I know, right? <laughs> no, I think there was going to be a movie for this, but it got canceled somehow. I don't know. Just damn it. Why? Maybe why would you cancel this. Well, maybe really... Defunct Land knows. Yeah. What oh, we really boy. need. Uh, is a Cory in the house movie? Yeah, oh, no. go Cory. No, go Cory. Oh God! Well, mysteriously, Cory is not in it for some reason. They say he went on a vacation. See, Corey, Corey is in I'm... fact not in the house. <laughs> See, now when I'm now I'm thinking about that one episode where Cory like wishes he was the president. How I want I am now sitting here wondering how he'd do in 2023. What would he do about the spy balloons? What would he do about Putin and Ukraine? What would he do about the UFOs? Yeah. <laughs> he would be like, <clears throat> excuse me. I gotta know how he'd handle the coronavirus. Corey, oh, no. how are you? Corey, how do you plan on dealing with the increase in white and the, the, the Corey, how do you plan on dealing with the increase in far right uh, domestic terrorism? Go Corey. Uh, Go, it's Corey. A Go Corey. Go Corey. How would Corey every week, baby? It's how a Corey. Would, how would Corey handle 9-11? Corey <laughs> 11. God, it's it's a sad it's sad when the president of a DCOM of all things seems more appealing than the actual president in real life. <laughs> given <laughs> the Bush era. Wouldn't he technically be the first like Latino president too? Because like or like oh, yeah. his, because his right. last name is Martinez. That's a very uh, Spanish last name. He would be the first Latino in the White House. I'll, I'll be he sure to, and uh, I'll be sure to invite you guys when I do the Corey in the House episode. Yes, yes. I'm ready. We actually oh, yeah. have a good, we actually have a Corey in the House episode. You can cut this out. We actually have a Corey in the House episode we want to do for KRT. So, and we're hopefully reaching out to someone about it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what yeah. happens. 
Yeah. All right. So uh, thank you so much for inviting us. This was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, so fun. Yeah. Oh, we should plug our stuff before we go. Yes. Uh, yeah. You have anything to plug? Uh, yes. Yeah, so Channel KRT, uh, we're on Twitter at channel underscore KRT, channel KRT podcast, all on word on Instagram. Uh, we're basically a show about obscure and nostalgic media, and we, you know, look at it through both a critical and humorous lens, such as as we such as the way we did on this very show. So, yeah, wait. Uh, you can find me on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord. You can find me on ID. I'm sorry. You can find that my brain. You can find me on Muppet Vision underscore 3D on Twitter as well. That's going to be my public Twitter slash art Twitter. Uh, and then you can also find you can also find me trying to save up to get a Skyak because bucket those look cool. Yeah, I want a Skyak. Yes. Write a Skyak to class. <laughs> uh, you Ride can a Skyak into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can you can find me at Cosmic Rewind, replace the E with the three on Twitter and on YouTube. Uh, that's pretty much it for my socials. Um, you can also find me currently in a Starbucks writing my kill my kill Phil screenplay, where uh, Phil actually taking advantage of his future knowledge of what's going to happen in our future, becoming <laughs> a global dictator like so. Biff Tannen. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, so we Andy. already had Biff Tan. We already had a Biff Tannen happen. It's Donald Trump. Oh uh, yeah, true. You should write that unironically. Yes, yes. Uh, I would Phil, read it. Please, Phil. Please go back in time and prevent the 2016 election from going the way it did. Funny, yes, funny Phil. thing is, Phil of the Future was my first. Was my first introduction to fan fiction. Oh, <laughs> okay. In 2005, so. That oh, that must man. have been an experience for you. Oh, I didn't find anything like NSFW, but like I, I wasn't. I don't think there would be, you know. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, just like thinking now, you know, Phil sitting here in two thousand four, Phil knew about the twenty sixteen election. Phil knew about COVID. Fuck. Phil knew about like Sandy Hook and everything. Phil, I feel like he couldn't nothing. say anything. Phil, go back in time and stop slavery, World War II. Come on, man. You have all this power. Phil, also, stop 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 us from evolving from monkey. I also <laughs> stop I'll stop also stop the director of Blood and Honey's parents from reproducing. Yes. <laughs> okay, how did Brian Griffin come up with the idea to stop 9-11 before Phil did? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. Um hopefully I'll have you guys on again oh, sometime no soon. Great. This is, Sweet. this, uh, season three is almost over. Uh, 